the twenty-third day of the month. Live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, for God has graciously granted you the privilege of suffering for him. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Philippians 1, verses 27, 29, and verse 3. The eighth beatitude, happy those who are persecuted in the cause of right, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Any dummy can be obnoxious enough to elicit persecution. It takes neither talent nor concentration. But to call forth persecution in the cause of right, that is quite another matter. Our capacity for self-deception is enormous. Thus, we can convince ourselves we are both working for the right cause and working at it in the right way, when in truth we are engaging in self-serving actions that detract from the causes we think we promote. It is possible to stand in the way of what is right, even when we are intending to walk in right paths. Therefore, our urgent need is to see ourselves as our critics see us. When we are derided for the causes we espouse, it is well to ask, is the object of derision the cause I support, or my imperfect way of expressing that cause? When I feel constrained to criticize others, am I criticizing their causes and viewpoints, or them personally? Do I feel a sense of deep sadness within when I must stand against others, or do I feel a secret sense of glee or of superiority? Do I want to see those who criticize me persuaded and transformed or defeated and punished? How can I better be faithful to what I believe and at the same time be tender and compassionate in my manner and open to new understandings within myself? In the kingdom of heaven, the impurities of wrong motives for right actions cannot exist. They are refined away by the fire of divine goodness. Opening Prayer Remember, O Lord, all who are unjustly accused or wrongfully treated because they stand for what is right. To such persons give the comfort of your presence now and the assurance that they shall share in your triumph over all evil at the coming of your kingdom. Grant us also to stand for what is right, and to do this always with pure intention and wise action, that the causes we support may commend themselves to the world without distractions we create, through Jesus who, without thought for himself, called forth the ultimate persecution and achieved the final victory. Amen. Psalm 9, verses 1 through 14. I'm thanking you, God, from a full heart. I'm writing the book on your wonders. I'm whistling, laughing, and jumping for joy. I'm singing your song, High God. The day my enemies turned tail and ran, they stumbled on you and fell on their faces. You took over and set everything right. When I needed you, you were there, taking charge. You blow the whistle on godless nations. You throw dirty players out of the game, wipe their names right off the roster. Enemies disappear from the sidelines, their reputation trashed, their names erased from the halls of fame. God holds the high center. He sees and sets the world's mess right. 
He decides what is right for us earthlings, gives people their just desserts. God's a safe house for the battered, a sanctuary during bad times. The moment you arrive, you relax. You're never sorry you knocked. Sing your songs to Zion, dwelling God. Tell his stories to everyone you meet. How he tracks down killers, yet keeps his eye on us, registers every whimper and moan. Be kind to me, God. I've been kicked around long enough. Once you've pulled me back from the gates of death, I'll write the book on hallelujahs, on the corner of Maine and First. I'll hold a street meeting. I'll be the strong leader. We'll fill the air with salvation songs. From the book of Exodus, chapter 1, verses 6 through 22. Joseph died and all his brothers and all that generation. But the sons of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly and multiplied and became exceedingly mighty so that the land was filled with them. Now a new king arose over Egypt who did not know Joseph. He said to his people, Behold, the people of the sons of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal wisely with them, or else they will multiply, and in the event of war they will also join themselves to those who hate us and fight against us and depart from the land. So they appointed taskmasters over them to afflict them with hard labor. And they built for Pharaoh storage cities, Pithom and Ramses, but the more they afflicted him, the more they multiplied, and the more they spread out, so that they were in dread of the sons of Israel. The Egyptians compelled the sons of Israel to labor rigorously, and they made their lives bitter with hard labor and mortar and bricks, and at all kinds of labor in the field, all their labors which they rigorously imposed on them. Then the kings of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shipra, and the other was named Pua. And he said, When you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth, and see them upon the birth stool. If it is a son, then she will put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. But the midwives feared God, and did not do as the king of Egypt had commanded them, but let the boys live. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing? And let the boys live. The midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwives can get to them. So God was good to the midwives. And the people multiplied and became very mighty. Because the midwives feared God, he established households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born, you are to cast into the Nile, and every daughter you are to keep alive. The letter to the first Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 12 through 26. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, Because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. And if the ear says, Because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, 
It is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor, and our less presentable members become much more presentable, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. From the Gospel of Mark, the eighth chapter, verses 29 to the first chapter, uh, first verse of the ninth chapter. Jesus went out and along with his disciples to the village of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he questioned his disciples, saying to them, Who do people say that I am? They told him, saying, John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, but others one of the prophets. And he continued questioning them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said to them, You are the Christ. And he warned them all to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things to be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he was stating the matter plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning around and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests but man's. And he summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. But what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what will a man give in exchange for a soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And Jesus was saying to them, Truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God after it has come with power. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thursday's Prayer God, your glory calls your people to adoration daily. Guide and inspire all who plan and who will take leadership in the worship of our congregation when again we gather in prayer on the Lord's Day. To musicians, lectors, preachers, and all others, give a full measure of your Holy Spirit that they may glorify not themselves but you. Prepare my heart and the hearts of all your people to receive their ministries with joy and gratitude to you and extravagant generosity toward others. This we pray through Christ the Risen One. Amen. A prayer for the season of Lent from the Book of Common Prayer, the 20th century. Almighty God, your blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan. Come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weakness of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen.
The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now, as you depart this time of prayer, may God bless you, and may you be a blessing to someone this day.